Hello and welcome to Herbology. I'm Anne. And that makes me Kevin. And in this particular episode, we are going to be talking about the season three premiere, Blood Red and Going Down. Written by Emily Andrus, directed by Paolo Barsman. And this one aired, Kevin, you've got two air dates down here, July 16th, 2018 and July 20th, 2018. That is correct. This one was a bit of an oddity for any of the newer operas who weren't aware, you know, if you came to it on Netflix or whatever. Um, what happened is when the sci-fi premiere date, that second date, the typical Friday airing, that Friday is actually was during uh, San Diego Comic-Con that year. So sci-fi was very concerned that, you know, with the cast at San Diego Comic-Con and so many of the Orpos there and focused on it, that, you know, many pilks might not watch it. <laughs> so they actually aired it four nights early on the Monday of that week. And they actually had in that Monday airing, like an extra 30 seconds of content there. It's stuff at the very beginning. It's um, way hot when they're on the roof top, which we'll kind of get to. Um, the bit about the don't erp this up was was added to the Monday airing, but it wasn't in the Friday airing. Oh How's that for weird? So they actually adjusted to accommodate for basically the erpers schedules. Yeah, essentially, yeah, it really was. That's what it was, was they wanted to get folks who were fans that they were afraid were going to miss it, uh, not being home, to to be able to see it. So at that point, sci-fi was very much in tune with what was going on with the show and the fans and all. So that was pretty cool, actually. Very weird, but pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I. Mm. you stumped me, Kevin. This is like <laughs> a bit of information I actually haven't heard yet, which sometimes yeah. I feel like I've been around the block long enough to hear some <laughs> things. But I appreciate yeah. that even you can still, if anyone's going to still stump me, it's going to be you. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I know you're I, still holding I, out information in there. Well, it's not so much holding out. It's the age thing where I don't remember a lot of this till I pull up my old notes. You know, so what can <laughs> I say? I mean, the full the full content everybody is seeing nowadays is obviously the version that's on Netflix or iTunes or any of that stuff. But yeah, it was just a bit odd because I remember when they announced they were going to do this and they were like, with a bonus scene. And we're all like, oh, what's that going to be? What's going to happen? So, oh, made, so it, it I'm going to have to tinker around and find those bonus scenes if I haven't already. <laughs> I'm, I probably I may have seen them. I just didn't know to put them in the context of of what they were doing out there. So, yeah, it was just a really short, like 20, 30 seconds there as as you're watching this version that we all have. It's like as I said, it's that rooftop scene where Waves says, don't erp this up. Gotcha. That wasn't in the Friday version of the airing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, it's been a minute. Um, yeah. We took off for the holidays. <laughs> turned into a four-month break. <laughs> Just about. Personal matters. And yeah. I I have missed this. I have missed you. It November 22nd of 2022 was our last full-length episode, which this is the longest I've gone without podcasting in two years. And I can imagine it's the longest you've gone in how many years? <laughs> Yeah, it's the longest break for ERP podcasting for me in seven years, oh seven plus gosh. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life certainly threw us both curveballs along with holidays and other family things and all. So we appreciate all of you. If you're hearing our voices, obviously you stuck with us, kept subscribed or saw we were back. And that's why we are 
just having too much fun doing it. And we're glad you're coming along with us, folks. And, and hopefully we remember how to do this still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're a little bumpy, that, that'll do it. Four month we, break will do it. We got to get our mojo back. Um, <laughs> another thing we should probably mention is that the postmortems that we we always refer to, uh, to go along with these episodes that are done by Bridget that were previously on the TV Junkies website are no longer on that website. Yes. Bridget decided after many, many years to wind that site down. Um, cause it's one she has done for many years on Canadian TV. Um, but, um, you know, uh, when I heard she was doing that, she and I are, are friends and we've talked about it and, and she was very open to allowing us to take all of those postmortems and move them over to the Winona Earp uh, fan blog that we've had for many, many years, WinonaEarpFans.com. Uh, with Bridget's help and with Emily's approval, they now live there instead. So in any of our previous episodes, I kept referring to the TV junkies, uh, you can now find them at winonaherbfans.com. Yeah, that was so generous of her. And um, <laughs> I know she was like, Anne, I can't, we were going back and forth. And she's like, are there any other ones you might like? And I'm like, <laughs> what about this one? What about this one? And she's like, okay, this interview, okay, that okay. Article. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> all of them, Bridget, all of them. <laughs> it's like, there's too many. <laughs> So. Well, and the other thing we have to give kudos to, or I certainly do, is not only was she willing to allow them to be moved, she was actually the one who did most of the work. Um, you know, she was willing to dive in there because she'd written so many articles for the fan blog for years. She's, she's got a login and all. And she's like, oh, no, I think I can easily do it once I got onto a roll. And I'm like, well, let me know if you need any help. And then, like, I swear, 24 hours later, OK, they're all there. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So, yeah, and it was great that you had some good ideas, too, on some of the other interviews and things. Uh, that you enjoyed that are there as well so yeah, keeping it alive it yeah it's it's uh we're so fortunate to have had that um you know time capsule of information and to be able to preserve that um on another site is just i think it's invaluable um going forward and backwards and all over the place for people who just they you know, want to keep up with it or maybe are still finding the show for the first time. So again, thank you so much, Bridget, and everybody who's who's done all that stuff over the years. Yeah, no, it is still, and, and I mentioned this certainly to Bridget. It's one of the reasons why I brought it up when she mentioned what she was doing with her site, and you and I know have talked about it, is that folks are, as you said, still finding the show or as they get involved in the fandom, they don't know about the postmortems. Uh, and it's such a great item, as we've been saying for, I don't know, a couple of years as we've been doing this podcast, that there's just such a wealth there, especially as you're going through the show, to be able to see Emily's thoughts and the Q&A and Bridget bringing up such great questions that I, I just can't imagine not having them there. There's so many folks I've been sharing the previous link to Bridget's site, and now I've got a different link to give them. Uh, that's like, no, go dive in. You're going to pick up so much more about the oh, episodes. Absolutely. And as as a uh, podcast moderator, I go back to it before I do panels to just like see like what's something that has been touched on that maybe hasn't been like really talked about, you know, further and can be um, um, do dove into further and just getting some refreshers and ideas. So mm -hmm. it's definitely, like, obviously, we can't speak highly. <laughs> About the articles, Bridget. You can on. tell we we can't let it go. <laughs> Big Bridget fan club over here. So <laughs> wear the Bridget shirts. Bring them on. <laughs> so yes, we um we ended at a good spot, thankfully, um, to do our giant hiatus. 
so it was a good idea that we we're like, no, let's get to this point and stop and not get any further because <laughs> here we are at 301. Oh, where did we leave off? We season 12, <laughs> season 12. Wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just got several people to freak out. Twelve. Right? I've only seen through four. What if you're new to the show, we have 12 seasons now. <laughs> no, but so uh, so we're at Pussy Willows, right? Or we ended with the, the gang getting baby Alice to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, heart-wrenching goodbye, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and we also ended with Winona talking to Mama which was mm-hmm. very interesting. That's right. That yep. Shook me up. And so then we're we're opening with a wild and crazy scene in uh, at Pussy Willows where we've got a stakeout. My known as uh, whiskey soaked and reckless, <laughs> riding a mechanical <laughs> bull with a beer in her hand, which is uh, sloshing all over the place. Uh, she looks like she's having a great time, but you know, as we can figure out, uh, she's basically just drowning her her feelings the way she does, right? With, with yeah, alcohol, she does. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly had a few too many. And in the meantime, Nicole and Waverly are are outside doing this the cutest banter back and forth on their little stakeout, just arguing about who likes the Dragonov or not. And then, as you had mentioned before, they've got that. Come on, Winona, don't erp this up. Um, but as we can see, she's probably going to erp things up. <laughs> she falls off the the mechanical bull and is like making a vomiting sound <laughs> as she's doing it. Meanwhile, the lovebirds are continuing with their ba- the banter. And then we see her being, uh, Winona being thrown out into the alleyway. And she starts being harassed by some revenants who are like, oh, I hear you had a rough year. Um, you're just really kind of cruel as revenants can be talking about how the baby died and you know oh look all it took to break the air was a pregnancy um but they couldn't be further from the truth could they because she's she's in her game oh yeah she and dolls got a plan yeah uh so they just start kicking ass dolls shows up um she gives him a little kiss on the cheek before running after a runaway Rev, which is really kind of cute, um, who Waverly shoots at. <laughs> Only crazy. Uh, yeah. Jeremy's <laughs> sporting a new look this season, isn't he? He's got the stash. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny to go back and see, too, because I was like, oh, yeah, the stash. Like, I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's new. And they talked about in the behind the scenes how this was like all Varun's own mustache and um, how they thought, wouldn't it be funny if he grew one and nobody really acknowledged it? Right. Which is basically uh, what happens until later on in the episode. But it's so cute because obviously he's doing it as this like form of admiration to Doc, just kind of imitating him, which is, don't they say like imitation is the highest form of flattery? There you go. Yes. <laughs> just wants to be like Doc. Doc shows up, he gets in the action. Winona reminds us uh, real quick that Bolshar is something that we still need to be worried about. Shoots the rev, and then all four of them—Jeremy, Doc, Dolls, and Winona—do their slow mo hero strut down the the alleyway. Yes, perfectly, perfectly set up and perfectly erped with Winona almost tripping and killing herself. I know the pussy willow <laughs> sign. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's how appropriate. So, yeah, it's just so like epic and like just bam. <laughs> <laughs> brings that uh that level of comedy into it right away and then we uh we are at the purgatory sign and uh the like you know limits of purgatory sign 
and we see Lonnie and Nedley and they're just watching for speeders. It's like a speed trap and uh, a tour bus uh, pulls up. But it's funny, too, because <laughs> Nedley's like, as he say to Lonnie, something like, have you had that radar gun on your lap this whole time? <laughs> He's yeah. like, do you not want to have children? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Poor Lonnie. Like, Boy, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so uh, this tour bus pulls up and they like don't even have time to like clock it before it stops in front of them and uh, the door is open and we see some what's now uh, referred to as sexy pink fog right mm-hmm. yes so, some strangers look like they're right out of Depeche Mode come out <laughs> <laughs> and one of them asks if this is the Ghost River Triangle and Natalie's like, well, it depends on who you're asking. And the guy says, you're master. And then this woman strokes Nedley's cheek and she's like, aren't you going to invite us in? And then he says, of course, masters come in. So clearly we've got some vampires here doing their glamoring thing. Yeah. And this was pretty cool because after two seasons and, you know, two and a half, three years, whatever it had been, just so many of us fans are, when are we going to get vampires? Come on, this show's got to do vampires. Yeah, and they did it in a real cool way, too, right? Yes, exactly. Their own spin on it. That's what I love when a show takes something we think we know and makes it slightly different. Yeah, and even Nedley's like, it's about time we had some vampires up in here. (laughs) Speaking for the fans. (laughs) All these things, all these crazy things. Um, And as the bus pulls away, we see the license plate says bloodsuckers. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And uh, we see that Lonnie has been killed. R.I.P. Lonnie. Yeah. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i totally forgot that he died um because he's he's in the um did we already see that one i'm so confused there's so many episodes and i just did um this weekend i just rewatched marcy's reaction videos so yeah, now i'm even my... more confused where everything falls into place did yeah, we already you're... see the um the alternate universe was that season two it must have been um, right now, <laughs> this is the Erpers over 50 age bracket where we just forget where everything falls into place. <laughs> Never mind, nobody come at me. There you go. <laughs> but so, this this part, too, like, I am not very schooled in vampires. I think I probably saw like some of the Twilight things, but this is something my other co host Casey always gets on me about because I don't have vampire lore down but this part where she's like aren't you going to invite us in mm-hmm. i didn't realize that vampires needed to be invited in but that makes so much sense a common yes that's a common part of it for most universes um any well see this is where it depends on the show because many shows or movies that do this Vampires are allowed to go anywhere that is a public place, but anything private, they needed to be invited. So the fact that they needed to be invited into the Ghost River Triangle is, again, you know, Mm -hmm. Emily and her team spinning the vampire lore to to fit purgatory. So, yeah, that's that's a big part of most most of the way they work. Not all of them, depending upon the movies or show you see. but... But then like that made so much sense for me for what happens on the porch later much later on mm-hmm. where, so i was like oh i didn't this makes sense now this whole inviting in thing but so yeah then then we are uh back at the homestead 
We have a very cute scene with Nicole and Waverly and they're laying in bed and Nicole says morning waves. And then Nicole even says good morning to the bonus blankets. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and I love the subtle way that the two of them are, you know, playing off the, the secret wife and the hot tub kiss and all of the things we all have in the back of our minds. Right. Like this happened. Let's discuss this. So it's, <laughs> we don't see it play out on the screen, but we can tell from this cute banter that they have that discussions have happened right yes acknowledgement acknowledge <laughs> i mean this this is also for anybody if you're not already a long time tv show fan emily is just amazing at this along with many things but for so many shows especially the ones that are on traditional cable if you will not your streamers um every beginning of a season there are always those fans who jump into a show without having seen it and Emily does such a great job, and again, in this episode, as well as in 201, certainly, too, of dropping in just enough info that if you did come in blind to this show, a little bit about some things that have happened in the past and what mm -hmm. we're doing. And characters recap the, the events of the previous season. And there's several little nuggets all throughout this episode, folks. If you're looking for a reason to do a rewatch and... and Look for something. Rewatch this episode as if you had not seen the first two seasons. And notice how some of the characters are going to talk about relationships and what happened with Alice and um, the idea of the vampires and, and many of the other things. And you'll just go, oh, she did such a nice job of recapping it without having one character stop and spend 10 minutes recapping it. It's dropped in nicely by several characters. Right. And so and in a way that's so true to the characters yes, as well. It's like, natural. You know, if you're They're not like, looking oh, for it, I forward. had the weirdest dream that you were married. Yeah. And Nicole's like, oh, really? Because I had a weird dream that you were making out with a hot revenant in a hot tub. There you go. See? So it's it's beautifully done. It's natural. You know, if you're not looking for it, you just think it's it's cute and you get a chance to to see it. And uh, so then they're like, oh, yeah, but the making up part is great. And they, you know, get all smoochy smoochy. And then we hear Winona grunting. And it's it's basically a remote Winona interruptus, right? She's not even there, and she still interrupts the moment. <laughs> but she also gets to spin it at one point when, when Waverly comes in to be, wait a minute, that's usually what I do. I know, exactly. An acknowledgement of it, something the fans loved for, you know, early on, being the ones to bring it up. I love it. I, like, I love she's it. She's not even in the room, and she's like, interrupt, this is great. But I just found this out that this weekend watching Marcy's reactions that Mel directed this scene. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's right too. Yeah. I Maybe I saw that somewhere, but I didn't put two and two together that I think I saw the BTS where she's behind like um, the monitors, but I didn't put together that she directed the scene. But See, like, there you go. Dropping all good knowledge in here, man. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, but so thank you to Marcy for bringing that one up. And then mm -hmm. I saw it in the BTS and it's like, oh, there she is. Because she, I don't think she's credited with director credit for this episode. No, not for the episode as a whole, I don't believe. No. Yeah, but the scene, um, which was really cute because in the BTS, she was like making sure like, um, get the feet. She is like, you know, it was her her directorial decision to have where we're coming up from be below and we see like Nicole's, you know, taller than Waverly and her feet are hanging off the end of the bed, which is hmm. so cute. So, yeah, so I thought that was that was a cool thing to learn this weekend. Winona interrupts. It turns out she's been in the barn all night and Nicole's like, you know, I know you're worried about your sister. Go check on her. 
And in the meantime, Nicole's phone rings and it's Nedley. In the barn, we see Winona and she's sparring with Doc and she's like begging him to hit her and they both have knives and it's like, okay, this is not your usual sparring, right? And she's just really egging him on. She's like, you fight like you're 180 years old. And he's like, I'm 166. <laughs> you know, tomato, tomato, but don't age him more than he is. And she pins him around the neck. And there's this moment of surrender. And she's like, there you are. And it's just like quiet. And she's like, you know, that's it. And you're not going to joke about um, my form. And he's like, she's like my form that I worked my ass getting back into shape. So it's like another reminder that like, she just had a baby, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you look great, almost as if it never happened at all. And it's just like, oh, you can see the pain of losing Alice and how it's affecting them. Very true. Very true. And let's talk a little bit about um, in Bridget, Bridget's line of questioning him in the, in the postmortem, too. And, and us realizing Doc is the one right now who's having the harder time with it. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't, you know, he didn't have all that time to catch up with the idea of what um, Winona's plan was. Like She knew that this was going to happen and he didn't have that time where she just kind of sprang it on him. Mm -hmm. And Waverly busts in and she's like, have you two been going at it all night? And she's like, I, I mean, training, uh, training all night, not going at it. Um, <laughs> she's like, you know, this isn't healthy. Even superheroes need sleep. Um Again, more superhero talk, which I always love. Winona reminds her that, you know, Bolshar is probably not sleeping. So, you know, we can't be sleeping either. And Waverly's like, well, we haven't seen hide nor hair from him in like, what, four months. And Doc immediately corrects her with the exact amount of time. And he's like, it's been 19 weeks. And that's just heartbreaking that he's like in so much pain about this that he knows exactly how long it's been since they said goodbye to Alice. Mm -hmm. And then he like excuses himself to go open the bar and Wynona immediately starts drinking again. And Waverly's like, you know, how are things doing? And, and Wynona says, he won't touch me unless we're training and he won't talk to me unless he's angry. So I keep him training and angry. God, yeah. we're just going right to the feels on this episode with them. Waverly, you know, trying to be supportive. Waverly, and she's like, he's just, you know, he needs some time. And Winona's like, you know, I don't think we have time. And Waverly's like, you know, we're gonna break this knob gobbling curse, and that's gonna help too. I love this knob gobbling. <laughs> Very which, Waverly. <laughs> yeah, which gets a laugh from Winona too. And she's like, you know, we just got to keep looking for him and and kill the revs. And you know, what else can we do? And then Waverly says, keep the faith about Doc. He loves you, Winona. We all do. And I instantly think about Waverly basically telling her the same thing in 412. Like, hello, dummy. Like, you love him. Come on. Excellent parallel, Anne. Excellent parallel. And then Nicole comes busting in and she's got a real weird look on her face. And she's like, sorry to interrupt. And Winona says, right? Like, that's my move. <laughs> Queen of interruptions and uh you know she's she's shaking and shaking and um they're like is this a black badge case and waverly is like well it can't be because there's no bbd anymore and then nicole says i'd say it's an all hands on deck dun dun how ominous is that yeah i was like oh what could it be so and but then we get that reminder too from waverly like oh that's right black badge is no more yeah yep season opener gotta get everybody <laughs> re-leveled yeah, everyone's like, okay, you up to space? Are you up to pay? Ugh, are you up to space? Are you up to speed? Good, because now we're going to show you a whole bunch of bodies on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're at Pussy Willows. And Wayne and I was like, oh, I can't remember the last time I was here. Wayne was like, you were here last night. She's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it shouldn't be that funny, but it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Waverly starts talking about how mama used to love this place back when it was the Country Line Saloon. And she used to wonder whether mama left them to tour the rodeo circuit full time with her magical Pegasus jelly. <laughs> like oh young waverly and then nedley comes out wearing this neckerchief which does not go unnoticed by the sisters who both start making fun of him (laughs) oh which is so fun to see because even waverly's like what are you mr darcy (laughs) (laughs) yes using accents and he's just acting odd and we know it's because of the vampires but they're like he's weird what's happening he's like you know you don't want to go in there and winona's like why what happened and then when he doesn't answer, she's like, well, whatever it is, we'll deal. Unless it's an army of Jason Momoas that have been cloned. I'll handle that solo. <laughs> Which you have to appreciate because knowing that Emily has made no secret over the years about her love for Jason Momoa. It's just yes. funny Perfect. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, dropped in there. And Nedley says, you know, Nicole's already inside. And then he says, I promise you they didn't do this and walks away. And they're again like, okay, he's being weird. And inside it's it's gross. It's it's a total massacre. Um, all the victims look like they've died at the same time by some serrated blade, but um not self-inflicted. Uh there's no murder weapon, and they all agree that this is new even for purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> And the bodies have been arranged, which now knowing what we know, because we've seen all the episodes, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> we know that the bodies have been arranged in the cult of Bolshar symbol. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. a symbol we end up seeing more and more down the line now that we know what we're looking for. <laughs> and um, Nicole mentions that, you know, they're in a deliberate pattern. And when Waverly, you know, agrees, like, this is bad, even for purgatory. And she's like, I've I've never seen anything like this. Nicole gets all weird and says, I have. And goes on to say that BBD has been tracking these massacres since the 1920s. And they call it the cult of Bolshar. And Winona's all confused. And she's like, how long have you been working with BBD on this? Like, where, where are you getting this information from? And, um... She's like, no, it's not like that. Um, you know, right before f- fake Mercedes um, said something about the cult of Bolshar, that's when, um, or that's when she said something about Bolshar, she's like, that's when it like triggered something in her memory and that, that she had heard it before. And then Dolls gave her some old BBD files. And Winona's just shocked. She's like, wait a minute. Dolls shared his stuff. Like Dolls? Dolls? Agent Xavier Pamela Dolls? Yeah. <laughs> The start of the Pamela's. Uh, yeah. She's like, I'm pretty sure his middle name isn't Pamela. Pamela. She's like, well, do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah. And from that day forward, every Erper's middle name is Pamela, right? Pamela. Yes. That's as why matter- I'm smiling. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, one of my very first pieces of like um, mail from a list podcast listener, it came addressed to Anne Pamela Hicks-Bleaker. I love and it. I immediately knew this has got to be Erper. from an Erper. 
<laughs> I was like, this isn't something I ordered from Amazon and forgot about. But it was like, yeah, that's the only middle name that's going to be. It's going to be from a nerper. So yeah, Cole to Bolshar. Waverly's like trying to wrap her head around this. And she's like, as in Bolshar, as in Sheriff Cludy. And I was like, how many Bolshars can there be? They just go back into like some of that history we found out in last in the season prior that, you know, Wyatt shot him. He's been entombed, yada, yada. Um, and she's like, but he's been there in tomb for 130 years now. Like, how can this be? Like, none of this is adding up. And then Nicole gets all woozy when she sees the cult of Bolshar symbol carved in a victim's stomach. And this is like the most shaken we've ever really seen, Nicole. And that's why it stands out, as you said, because she is normally, as is uh, Waverly has said, the rock. She is just, you know, very little gets to her. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of this now, but it's like, this is the first time I think we ever see her shaken. And then I don't think we see her shaken again until season four. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm trying to flash all the episodes in between like, in my I mean, head, yeah, but, she gets but it is so rare. Stuff, You're right. But yeah. like when she goes through the PTSD stuff, like it's really the only time we see these two huge shifts between like her, mm-hmm. her I'm trying to think of the right word, like her hardcore, like you said, her being the rock, which Waverly even mentions um, later on in the bathroom. She's in the bathroom talking about, okay, this is weird. Like, Wynonna's in denial. She's training herself to death. Doc is all sad eyes and quiet mouth. And Nicole, who's usually my rock, uh, is having a panic attack, a panic attack in the bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, you know, it's not all about you, Waverly. Let's keep it together, Erp. And then she's like, I mean, Erpish, because. We kind of forgot with all this stuff that she's still battling with the fact that she's not an ERP. Yep. Getting up to speed on that, too. She checks in on Nicole, who's been in the stall for a while. And when she turns around, she's startled by this woman. And she's like, oh, that made me pee, pee a little. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then Waverly assumes that this woman is like a leftover survivor from this massacre. And she's like, it's OK. You're safe now. That totally just reminded me of like her assuming right away that the genie in the genie episode was a domestic abuse victim, where she's like, "Correct, yeah." She's like, she immediately goes to this like tender heart. Let me take care of people. Um, just totally going over what's really happening here. Um, the woman strokes her cheek, and she, then now she's glamored. She's like, "You're so beautiful. Are you gonna kill us all?" <laughs> and then nicole comes out of the bathroom she's clearly glamored and she says her name is petra she's a vampire and i love her and the way cat (laughs) delivers those lines with the eyebrow lift is just chef's kiss yep and and for those who don't know the the use of petra as the name for the character was because of the spirit day campaign that we had done as a fandom uh to raise so much money um that it was wonderful that it, as we were raising money and, and uh, the wine owner writers jumped in and said, if we had a certain goal, um, you know, financial goal for the uh, spirit day stuff that we were doing and all that they would name a character in season three for someone it totally random. Any one of the uh, folks who had contributed, every name would be thrown into the hat to possibly be pulled. So it was wonderful when we found out this was their chance to do that. Um, right there uh, and to have it be someone in the fandom you know petra that many folks know who does the great 
job taking photos at cons. I mean, it was just, again, a wonderful way to have the fans become a part of the show. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's a unique enough name, too, where like when you, you know, you've you've seen enough uh, photos and panel stuff, um, stuff from cons being part of the fandom. It's like, oh, Petra. And it's like, oh, Pe- mm, Petra, Petra. Petra. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lovely. So that that was really cool to find out that that's that was done and mm-hmm. had such a good success rate and raised so much money. My God, it was insane how much money was raised. Yep. And so quickly. Herpers yeah. um, Fun fact, Kiana Therese, um, who played in Good Witch with Cat, auditioned for the role of Petra. Oh, cool. But yeah, so Waverly's like, great, best crime scene ever. Like, oh, my woman <laughs> is into you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> if we see her a couple times, like the jealous Waverly in this episode. Winona, she is going after, you know, she hears this noise. She goes after um, a revenant that, you know, a shadow she sees running out. And she sees this bloody handprint on a rodeo poster, which is one of Michelle Gibson. Mm. No, she doesn't go after a guy then. She just goes like she's got an errand to run. Well, which is going after him, yeah. essentially. Um, so that's cool, too, because it's like, oh, they were just talking about that. And now we see. But like, how old is that pic- that poster that's been up there? If She hasn't been in the rodeo forever. But Well, it is Pussy Willows. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the most updated There's place. a place that's going to leave stuff up there for 20 plus years. <laughs> I, I think that would be the place. We are um, now at Shorty's and uh, Doc is waking up from the bar yelling, fire, hellfire. And he's clearly having some kind of drunken bad dreams. Uh, from all the things that's happened to him lately. And um, he says he, he misses the day you could just shoot a man for laughing at you. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole bar is like, what are you, okay, what are you doing? Uh, he hears something in the basement, which he's got some keen ears, and he goes downstairs to check it out, and he finds Jeremy doing some hilarious dancing with headphones on. And it's just like such a goofball down there. Um, he's very surprised when Doc sees him down there and he's trying to tweak Dolls' drugs. And then he's like, do you smell something? Turns out here comes some sexy pink fog. It's the vampires. And Doc is roped and taken and Jeremy's glamored. And then we see this mysterious masked vampire female. Mm-hmm. New, isn't she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heck of an introduction. Uh, uh-huh, exactly. And then we're at the mental hospital, which is also a heck of an introduction because we see Winona talking to a woman. She says, I know you told me not to come back here, but we need to talk about him. So start talking, Mama. Mama. Oh, yes, exactly. And not only is it Mama, but it's Megan Follows. So, like oh, the yeah. Mama. <laughs> Canadian icon. She's just ignoring Winona. And she's like, listen, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't important. And there's been a lot of murder. I think it has to do with the cult of Bolshar. And that name gets mama's attention. She's like, I know, you know, you've said that name before, how he put a curse on our family. And then Michelle just starts yelling, no, the Earps, which clearly leaves out Waverly right now. Um, And she's like, starts yelling about how the voice tells me things about him. And the voice makes so much sense now, right? Like, 
at this point in time when you're watching doesn't make any sense. We just think she's crazy. And Wynonna's like, you know, Waverly needs you. Um, and she's just, she's screaming about how like, no, you're going to get your sister killed and you just got to leave. And um, she's screaming into the air. You know, my daughters are, are off limits. You hear me? And it's like, who is she who is she screaming to? The voices in her head. But this is all going to make so much sense when Jolene shows up. I know. At the time, the first time through, you're just like, what is happening? Yeah, well, like, she's off her rocker, and, like, it kind of makes sense how, you know, why Nona would be afraid that she was crazy also because her mom's crazy in jail. Um, But I remember going back to this episode after Jolene and just, like, going, oh, it was all right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's all right there in front of us. Yeah. Then we're back on the vampire bus, and we're on the vampire bus for the first time. And Doc is tied to the stripper pole. It's not, <laughs> not just your typical vampire bus. It's just a party bus. Those vampires, they arrive in style. And um, she's talking about how she's been hearing rumors for months that John Henry Holiday is back from the dead and that he stole, swore, and screwed his way through the frontier. And she wants to turn him in. And she seems to know Doc, right? Like they seem to have a history of some sort together. You can just tell that. You yeah. can just really tell it. Like you said, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. It's like all the other vampires are off doing something else, but she like got him up to no good. And then she says that she, that he has to prove who he is. And then we see that his feet are in a bucket of water. And then she hits the switch and tries to electrocute him. So it's like prove that you're basically un- unkillable. Mm-hmm. Back at the um, prison, which I guess is also like a institute, mental institution kind of situation, um, Winona is convinced that Mama is either over or under medicated. You know, she's hearing voices, which she says is is something that's new, and um, she's like, "Why hasn't she had a parole hearing in the eight years?" Which does seem not okay. Very long. Yeah. <laughs> the warden says it's because she insisted she didn't want to leave. So that's interesting. And I was like, you know, I want to see her medical records. And then when he's refusing to give them to her, all of a sudden Dolls shows up and has totally got her back saying that Winona is a U.S. Marshal and she's part of this huge task force and that they're partners. And he's like, give us the files, which was really super cool. He can be very convincing, can't he? Yeah. And then he showed up and had her back. We see that the files are mostly redacted, and um, it turns out that Dolls knew she was there and that she's been seeing um, her mom because he's been tailing her. And he's like, I thought you'd be madder about this. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she finds out, she just points to him and she's like, and I thought you didn't do dairy because he's eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, and and for, for me, going back and forth between what we know now and what we knew then and what we didn't know then. Um, to me, this is a sign that Dolls knew he was dying because she points out how much of a health nut he was. You know, we've seen him eating salads before. Quinn even mentions later on um, that he only ate salad. Uh, in earlier episodes, we see him eating pretty healthy Uh so I feel like this was like him just being like, screw it. I was doing all the right things and I'm still like going downhill anyway. And um, so that's my morbid take on that one. Mm-hmm. What a very good take, I must say. 
Um, Wynana doesn't know what Michelle was initially um, taken away for. And she says that she remembers she got taken away and daddy ordered them to tell Waverly that she ran off. Um, and then that's six months later is when Wynona killed Ward. And then during this, the dolls gets out of the truck. This is where Petra uh, is there, rubs his cheek. But he doesn't really get glamored. So not at all. No, nope. he's unaffected. Um, we find out Winona's not affected by it. So the gun, that peacemaker, must have kept her safe and all that jazz. Um, back at the stripper bus, the woman is still torturing Doc. Um, and he's like, you know, please, I don't want this. And she's like, oh, you're begging. No one would believe your Doc Holiday. Like Doc Holiday is too tough for that. Um, and he's like why did you guys come all the way out here just for me? And she's like, no, we came here to observe when he takes his power back. And then Doc says, Bolshar. Um, and she says that he will take the old ones and the rest will be vampire chow. So it's like, hmm, what are, what are, what's going on with this? What are these guys up to? And he says that she has underestimated him again. And she says again, and he tells her um, that the setup feels awfully personal and intimate even and they clearly clearly like we said have a history they have a history together and he's like huh we might even be old friends and she says since when does doc holiday care about friends and then he calls her countessa yes. and that's when she knocks him out <laughs> <laughs> and she runs away and says and you're still an asshole <laughs> It's personal, and she maybe doesn't really like him so much. She's a little bit mad. Back at the homestead, Winona pulls up. She sees the fog, and when she goes to investigate at the barn, she says, please be a surprise Rihanna concert. Please be a surprise Rihanna concert. A fun, fun thing around that, too, folks, for some history. Some of you might know this. The Earp cast uh, for the first time came to DragonCon in 2017, which was wonderful. Myself, having been a long-time attendee at DragonCon. Uh, someone who speaks on panels and, you know, has been very blessed to have moderated panels with guests and being able to do the ERPcast, uh, one of the ERPcast panels while I was there. Well, they were coming back in 2019, uh, but it hadn't been announced yet. So um, since I've been involved with DragonCon for many years, the, the folks who run the DragonCon social media uh, site reached out to me because what they often do as DragonCon usually has like 100 or more celebrity guests. They like to tease their guest announcements. They'll drop out a little bit of a tease. You know, we'll be announcing some guests today and they'll drop a tease. And if you try to figure out from the tease who it might be. Um, and when they were going to do the Herbcast ones, they reached out to me to say, well, you know, you know the show so well. Um, you know, do you have any ideas for what we can use for a tease? What we can say. Now, they don't want to say something obvious, like they wouldn't want me to use Peacemaker or whiskey soaked and breakfast, you know, something that would just give it right away uh, what it was. So I had a couple days trying to come up with what phrase I could use uh, or have them use that might at least get some real hardcore fans to know who it was without really giving it away. And after much debate, actually, I used, I told them to use the, please be a surprise Rihanna concert three times <laughs> as Winona said it right? Um, to, to do it. And it was fun to watch on social media because some folks, Erpers, boom, got it right away, and some had no idea or whatever. So I really appreciated that the DragonCon folks reached out to me, and it was a lot of fun to see that kind of play out. So if you recall seeing that 
uh, credit or blame me. Feel free. That's <laughs> before my time, but I would have gotten it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where it was fun. Because, man, I got to tell you, that was hard trying to think of what can I have them say that might work without giving it away? I, I, I debated on that one for a while. Well done, Kevin. Well, thank played. you. Thank you. I figured that one was just inside enough right? without giving it away. If you know, you know, right? If you know, you know. But I told them you got to use it three times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Winona, you know, comes busting into the homestead. She's like, fire up the Jeep. We got to warn everyone they're responsible for the murder buttload. And her face is just like splattered with ducks Blood and everywhere. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even bother to wipe it off. All right. She's just like all revved up and full of blood. But then we have this juxtaposition of Waverly, Jeremy, and Nicole all dressed up to the nines. Oh, yeah, right? to the nines. Yes. Like their hair is done up, their makeup. I don't know what the hell Nicole's wearing, like some <laughs> robe or something. Um, and they're acting super weird. And she's like, nobody told me Taco Tuesday was a formal <laughs> affair. <laughs> And then the Waverly's like, you guys, she bitch stabbed hot Carmen. (laughs) (laughs) Now that was quite the first time through quite the, oh my God. (laughs) It's just like, what is happening? Right. And uh, and, um, Nicole's like, why isn't, you know, they're like, why isn't she glamored? She obviously, you know, they obviously are, but she isn't. And then Nicole knocks Wynonna out just like she does in season four. (laughs) clocks her oh, and got her good yeah and they're like what well, what should we do with her now and waverly's like well we can't kill Wynona. we love Wynona. <laughs> like, for waverly to be the one to like point it out but like also like right like we can't right we love her right like where do we stand on this one yeah and then well, nicole's, a, yeah and nicole's like well <laughs> maybe we could i don't know Oh, they've come so far, though, by season four. Right. And, um, you know, it turns out Petra said, no, you can't hurt Winona. Um, Nicole takes Peacemaker, Waverly's I, like, OK, well, we got to give her get her ready. Um, and then we got to deliver her. And then she motions to a coffin like yeah, we'll put her we in there, dress her up and stick her in a coffin, which now like. You know, we have this other part of this whole Erper experience and going through this is that the auction has happened, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot watch these episodes without thinking about some of these props that have been auctioned off. And I know that coffin <laughs> was in the auction. <laughs> it just cracks me up every time. Yep. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's got that coffin now. <laughs> Yep, and that person, when they watch this episode, has a whole different experience yeah, now. exactly. It's just, it's very comical. The party is at the Gardner Mansion, and everyone's there. They're dressed to the nines. Jeremy's like, you're going to be such a good vampire, and uh, uh, such a good vampire sheriff to Nedley. And he's like, and you, son, are going to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're all just like, so whacked out and like excited about it and saying these ridiculous things waverly and nicole show up and waverly's like how long has that slinky little number been hiding in the back of your closet nicole says she was saving it for their one-year anniversary but this was so much more important so that's a fun little time stamp there into their relationship that they haven't had their one-year anniversary yet Mm -hmm. um there's a sign saying original families only um 
<laughs> Nicole's like, I love you, Waverly Earp, and nothing will ever tear us apart. But if it has to be something, at least it's hot European vampires. <laughs> And then it gets weird because Waverly's like, well, I don't think I could watch you be eaten, be a victim. And Nicole's like, no, I, I would never be a victim. I'm a survivor. I'm the survivor. And yeah, so we're reinforcing gets... the basis for a story we're going to get. Our wheels turning. Um, The master vampire guy speaks and he says, welcome. It's going to be your last party one way or the other. Talks about how the Ghost River Triangle is special and you know, none of you even realize that it's wasted on you. Uh, and then he refers to them as ranch smothering masses of flesh. I know. <laughs> so good of a line. Um, he's like, you know, the good news is that he, emphasis on he, meaning Bolshar, will return to save this place. And we're all here to watch him do it. And then we see the coffin in the basement and... Winona's in the coffin. Dolls comes, he finds the coffin, and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and then he knocks on it. <laughs> I know. Why? <laughs> she just goes, come in. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Even more ridiculous. She says, that was more cramped than the canoe I lost my virginity in. <laughs> oh, man. And then she's like, I really hope it was Waverly who dressed me, but the gloves scream, Jeremy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. She's like, could be buried alive in this coffin. She has no idea what she's doing in this coffin, but she hasn't lost her sense of humor. So that's great. She's like, okay, the whole town's filled with vampires. And he's like, I know they tried to get me. They realize that they haven't been affected, but um, that there's a whole bunch of vampire loving groupies. <laughs> She's like, um, yeah, I spent the whole month touring with Nine Inch Nails, so I get it. <laughs> More of her colorful backstory. And then Dolls produces the standard issue BBD vampire slaying kit, which is so fun. And he's so excited that he finally gets to use it. And he's like trying to figure out how it all works. And um, she's like, yeah, we're going to need a lot more stakes. And good thing there's a whole bunch of old wooden chairs down there. And they just start getting to make some wooden stakes and uh why nona says that waverly called her the guest of honor and he's like well then you better make a hell of an entrance <laughs> um petra calls for all the descendants of the original purgatory families um to like come to the special area and um it's like this VIP area and Waverly's all torn because she's like, well, technically I'm not an ERP. Do, do I go, do I have VIP access or not? Um, and he talks to the master talks about how like all the others are going to be offered as tribute um, to Bolshar to do with what he wants and the rest are going to be eaten. And then the window crashes in comes our hero to save the day. With, with a very grand opening line. Yeah, what's her line? <laughs> Oh, the whole eat a dick. Oh, she can't say it enough either, can she? <laughs> uh, even the rest of them try to tell her she's gone a bit too far. Right. They're like, you already said it. Like, <laughs> He's like, don't make me repeat it. Uh, I think um, she, like, it's even her thing, like, in season four, when she's, like, flips him off as she's leaving the garden, too, right? She's like, more like eating a... Uh, and then they, like, pull her through before pull she her away. Yes. Continuity. 
like it's really your brand so after she says that she asks away she's like hey waverly who's your favorite vampire <laughs> that's gonna tell her who glamored her right Right. Um, and she, of course, says, oh, it's Petra. And so she yells for dolls who takes out Petra right away, which that's how it works. Who like you've got to kill the vampire who glamored you to break the spell. Um, and then it breaks the spell for, you know, everyone who Petra got. And they're like, oh, OK. And they start realizing, oh, well, shit's going down. Um, they toss Peacemaker to Winona. We're just slaying vampires all over the place. Um, another one in the meantime, Glamour's Nicole. Waverly sees it and she's not having it. She, she stabs her and she's like, that's my girlfriend, you blood-sucking bitch. <laughs> very protective. Uh, very, I love it. Very cute. Nicole grabs her hand and she's like, damn straight. Winona grabs Jeremy, who's been deglamored now, and she's like, speaking of your god-awful mustache, <laughs> when was the last time you saw Doc? Because where is he, right? He's still tied up on the stripper bus, but nobody knows it. And we cut to him getting enough leverage and like breaking himself free of the stripper pole. He finds the key and cuffs himself just as Countessa returns, um, yelling that, you know, they're killing everyone out there. And he's like, it is you. He knows her now. He's like, you know, what have they done to her? And she says, what I don't want them to do to you. Whatever happens, stay in here. She runs off. He doesn't listen. Runs after her. Yells, Countessa. Shoots into the air. And she's like, you'll never take the shot. You don't have it in you anymore. No wonder why it left you to die. He shoots at her, though. Yep. But we know he's like the greatest gunslinger that ever lived. So like he obviously didn't really want to shoot her. And he says, I could never abide your taunting. And um, she says, I did come back for you. What is their story? I mean, we know yeah. what their story is, but at the time. At the time, it was so fun, though, getting all of these little tidbits. Very, yeah. very intrigued to see. It's like not enough to tell us, right? Like I, I, I never thought it was that. Well, what a story. He's like, don't worry about me. He sees Winona looking all dressed up, he compliments her on her form. <laughs> so it's very nice. She gets all blushy. She's like, mm, I'm still getting back into it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dolls notices that there's still one vampire left who's hiding under some like furniture sheets and it's the master guy. She wants to know, Winona wants to know what his connection to Bolshar is and what the plan is. And he's like, you know, He's here to finish what he started a century ago, and they end up letting him go to send a message to Bolshar. And when he does, so much weird stuff starts happening that I still don't know after all this time. It's like Bolshar shoves one of those weird root ball things into his mouth, which is just so gross. So gross. Well, turning him into a tree. Yeah. It's like a seed. Is it a seed? But at the time, yeah, at the time, I'm like, he's giving him a walnut? Why? You I know, know. I'm like, it's a meatball. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> but then the whole tree thing, and I was like, oh, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. And then we get the giant one, like in the garden. Mm -hmm. It all makes sense. But at the time, I'm like, this is very odd. And at Shorty's, Doc is looking at a tarot card as Winona walks in asking for whiskey. And he puts the cards away in this box, right? He's being like super weird about this. He pours the shots and they toast to another day on God's green earth, to victory in the face of vampires, to Alice. 
And then Doc mm -hmm. says, always. And they finally have like a tender kissy moment. And Wynonna's like, what's gotten into you? And he says, something I thought was lost. And she says, well, welcome back, Holiday. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that was definitely seeing the two of them talking about Alice. Mm -hmm. And we're like, lost, hmm, this mystery person. Later at Shorty's, everyone but Nicole is eating Chinese, kind of like recalling the day's events, asking each other, like, what was it like to be glamoured? Waverly says, kind of tingly. And it says, like, peeing in the shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Doc and Dolls were immune to the glamoring, and they're still, like, trying to figure out if, like, if peacemakers, why, why, no, no, like, didn't have anything happen. Winona wants more shots and Dolls is like, you know, no, you probably shouldn't because you have to drive Waverly home. And he's being all weird about that. And he's like, you know, you've got something you need to talk to her about. And as they leave, Winona asks if Nicole is still working. And Waverly's like, yeah, you know, this one really shook her up. So we're at Pussy Willows. Dolls walks in and um, Nicole's there and they're talking about how. You know, some of these cases can be really tough, especially when there's no survivors. And Nicole says she's starting to think there was a cult of Bolshar survivor once, and she thinks that it's her. So we're getting some information, but still it's like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And then then you, then you I start to get this, I remember back then, like this grain of like, is Nicole who we think she is? Like, please don't let Nicole be a bad guy. Yeah, we, we opened up a lot of possibilities with this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, oh, Lots to be worried about first time through, like, for sure. Was she too good to be true all this time? Like, yeah, please don't. We're going to take a turn. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you just never know that, Emily, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, one thing I kind of forgot to mention because you were on a roll. Oh. When they do, when Dolls kind of teases Winona about not taking another drink because she has something to tell Waverly. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a baby girl. Oh. Just, I, you know, I've got a note every single one in the series. What was it? <laughs> but she did, basically said, okay, come on, baby girl. Okay. To that effect. You're so good at that. <laughs> it's, I love that, like, what you pick up and what I pick up are, like, not always the same thing. But, that's but we get job. a much bigger picture that way because we see it slightly differently. Mm -hmm. That's the fun. That's always been the fun over the years of, of interacting with the Orpers and 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 all is you know everybody sees it through their lens i mean you get to see a lot more because everybody else sees some other things yeah so as they're driving winona's driving the truck and waverly's you know trying to guess what winona's got to tell her that's so important and her guesses are like oh you're pregnant again you've yeah. colluded with <laughs> russia to steal an election very timely there or don't tell me like you've lost my limited edition sparkle ugg slippers again and she's like um you're wearing them on your feet right now and she's like oh yeah i am yeah oh. <laughs> you know she's like you know whatever it is i trust you and you'll tell me when you're ready and then winona says it's about mama She's like, what about mama? And then she hands her the prison pass and Waverly's like, also just yells, look out. And Winona starts swerving. We have this like dramatic, like romantic sort of slow motion crash with Winona and Waverly's bodies rolling all around. And then we see the truck upside down by a cliffside. Waverly's screaming. Dragged like, away. She's like, no, no, there's another one in there. Please, my sister's in there. And she's just 
screaming for Winona and her typical crazy scream that is blood curdling. Goes right through you. Makes us all panic. Little, yes. <laughs> makes the little hairs in the back of my neck stand up. It is just uh, painful, physically and, painful. And just like to see like the truck overturned, blood screaming. And that's the end of that episode. Oh, of course. Of course you got to leave us there. Literally on a cliffhanger. Quite literally, <laughs> yes. With the Earp sisters in jeopardy. Yay, yay. <laughs> Love it. Waverly screaming. Yay, what could go yeah. wrong? One of the longest weeks ever. <laughs> uh, there is some fun behind the scenes showing how that crash was created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite behind the scenes because it's like literally some guys rocking the truck and throwing snow on the windshield. And then there's another fun thing with this scene where Mel and Dom reenact it in a panel hosted by you <laughs> at Dragon Con 2019. <laughs> it's like you're reading my notes, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yes, I remember having a really fun conversation about that. And then as an actor or an actress, having to flail and all they make you do to to cut in just a few seconds of screen time and how silly you must feel doing that. Uh, what was it like that? I don't know. I can't speak for you. But like for me, like that would have been one of those panel moments where they just gave you total gold. Uh, it, and it was. And, and the great thing about Dragon Con, too, is um, unlike many of the other conventions where the moderators ask like you know 80 90 percent of the questions dragon con is the fan run con so it's a complete reverse so it's a bunch of fans questions um so it's great when the fans are there because they're bringing out so many great things like this so i mean i was just i was loving it because it was you know it wasn't so much me bringing it up as much as facilitating and seeing them talk about it so that was just really cool and they're like They'd like to start laughing to themselves about mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, remember that? And I love when they're like, to- any of the cast is this way where they're totally in each other's heads where one of them just brings up this like yeah. a tiny bit. And then the other one's like, oh, yeah, the thing with the yeah, stuff. Yeah. Debut, debut, and they're like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, should we do it? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and then they just uh, um, can't remember which one says it, if it's Dom or Mel, but then they even imitate Paolo's accent and they're like, action. <laughs> <laughs> They just start slow-mo doing this, yep. which is so funny, but it's so accurate when you see that paired with the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure somebody's done it already, but like if there's somebody who edits the behind the scenes to them talking about it on a panel side by side and makes a video of that, I would love to see that because it's just fantastic. Gold. Yes. Well, one of the things I really liked that came up in there was this whole idea for us as fans, and many fans have talked about it, you know, the the very end, the last scene of season two with Winona appearing to go to Mama just sitting on a cliff. And then this episode, Mama's in a mental institution. Okay. Um, question mark? Continuity? Yeah. And so forth. So I love... I love Emily basically just having fun evading the question, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. And the whole idea of, well, sometimes people you are seeing it in their head and sometimes, you know, it's not as it appears. The whole idea that, again, at that point, you don't know where you're going with things. So just. Yeah. And then that um, that wasn't even Megan Fallows. Right. Right. 
in that. She hadn't even been cast at that point. Right. In that final scene. So it's like, but yeah, that was super confusing. It's like, well, wait a minute. How is she there? But then it mm-hmm. also becomes clear when we go to the next episode where it's like, okay, but now she's on this cliff, right? So it's like that kind of puts it like, oh, she's like hallucinating. It's kind of like she wasn't hallucinating in in season two. I almost said season 12 again when I keep meaning to say episode 12. <laughs> Maybe I'm manifesting something. <laughs> I'll follow you on that road. I'm with you. Um. Yeah, we don't want uh, season uh, five. We're oh my god, what season are we? Yeah, five. Um, we went just want season twelve, twelve seasons. But she wasn't hallucinating in that other one. But it more of like, this is a spot she went to like talk to Mama, like spiritually kind of talk to Mama. Yeah, yeah. And you can take it that way. You could say maybe that was Winona at the end of season two actually going to see her in the mental institution, but Winona instead visually did it in a more beautiful way you know imagined mm-hmm. it just being you know i mean it that's An it's, a, it's a case of don't get too literal you know right. don't get too literal sometimes just enjoy the story part of it bridget says you know you wasted no time in introducing us to mama Earp. however it's surprising because she's not only in prison but also a bit crazy was she always this way or is this a result um because of something with her past with bolshar i know you'll tell me nothing nothing <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah she's like what does Emily say i will tell you nothing that's like saying in the finale does this happen the truck shows up on crutches it's amazing <laughs> there's not a dry eye in the house i don't want to tell you um but she does go on to say that you know like mama herb's definitely been suffering from some sort of mental illness and she points out that it speaks so deeply i'm paraphrasing this but to one of Winona's greatest fears so that Emily says like, you know, going back to the very first season, Winona thinks like she's always been destined to be crazy. And for years she's seen demons and been told there are these hallucinations all in her mind. Um, So that that's like a really interesting take on it that I don't think without Emily, it's like help going to this place. I wouldn't have gotten to that point of thought on my own. Right. Mm hmm. But yeah, yeah. Like, and this is why I say filling things in to give us a different way to look at the episodes yeah. or deeper understanding of too, because it's also in the in the postmortem. And you brought it up actually earlier in our conversation, how um, Doc is still dealing with the fact that Alice is gone and all the emotional impact of that, because he wasn't involved in that decision. I mean, he just found out why no one was doing that. She kind of had come to terms with it before it happened. Mm-hmm. knowing that's what she was going to do and what was best. But he, over the last 19 weeks, as we heard, has kind of had to let it all, you know, wash over him and come to terms with it and so forth. So, I mean, it's a great reminder. I mean, it, it, it it's not necessarily something I would have thought of watching episodes, especially if you're watching them, you know, um, not as they're airing. So you're jumping right from the end of the last episode of season two, right in the first of season three, and you tend to, not realize and that's where it was wonderful dialogue on emily's part to remind us as viewers 19 weeks and this is part of what he's had to deal with right and they they both came at that from different parts um of that decision why no one leading up to it him having no choice but to go with it and him needing the time to emotionally deal with it mm-hmm. so it's just another beautiful way to to show us the the many layers of the characters yeah that softer side of of doc that 
we yeah. all know is in there. Mm-hmm. He may not be well at bringing it out, but it is there. Um, Bridget also mentioned in the postmortem, she said, I liked seeing Dolls and Nicole together. We don't get to see those two a lot. So it was nice. Emily says, I kind of like that they are grownups of this group, right? They're both law enforcement and understand protocol and what it takes to be an investigator and do the legwork. I just like that they respect one another and really missed it since the first season. They have a natural repertoire together, but I really buy that he could trust her and vice versa. Um, which is just like, you know, going forward, it's it's that planting that seed of that level of trust that they have and how we see later on that, you know, he trusted Nicole to know where all of his secret files were and stuff and that they had yeah. more of a relationship that we didn't see on screen as, um, you know, both being law enforcement people that they trusted each other's team teammates that way. Yeah, and and Emily does a great job too at the at the end of the postmortem, teasing just a little bit about some very important things coming up at the end of episode two. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking back at the time, going, "Hmm, wonder what that could be." <laughs> oh yeah, let's just rip out your heart. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so sad. Oh. But yes, that's yes. why we love it. That's why it we love it. Mm-hmm. Some of the BTS parts that um, I thought were fun, besides the whole uh, truck thing, which um, if I find it, I'll put it in the show notes, uh, the link to that. Um, just the glamoring gave me um, a little bit of the same feeling as when Waverly was body swapped with Winona. Like Waverly was Waverly, but not really. Um because Dom kind of talked about how fun the glamoring was because you were like, you were you, but you were a different version of you. Mm-hmm. You just got to be like creative and fun and play with it. Like, God, that's like, got to be so much fun for them. Yeah. As an actor, yes. To get that, uh, that way to do it differently. The other, the other thing with the BTS that went really quick, but made you kind of think about it was, um, when Kat mentioned how nice it was for, for multiple scenes in this episode um, to have almost the entire cast together in scenes, which was very rare. Oh, yeah. We get more of it in season four, for sure. Um, but up till now, the fact that all of them, you know, were in multiple scenes, certainly. Um, and it's one of those ones you don't, or at least I didn't think about until I heard her saying it and thinking, going, yeah, that's true. They, we do tend to only see them in the smaller batches for the most part especially after some of the season one stuff mm-hmm. um and this one kicking off season three like yeah that's right that happened you know the big vampire fight and certainly at shorties and stuff so it's like oh yeah you do you learn to appreciate that and especially in light of what's coming yeah it kind of had that um that feel of like when they were all at the ball together because mm-hmm. they who was on i mean they weren't all all these same people weren't there at that time but who was there was was a big cast on that episode yep absolutely you don't think about that very often unless they point it out where it's like oh yeah and, like, yeah and that's what it is when someone points it out you go ah you know again the, you might not, not have really... even seen them that day because you weren't on the same set <laughs> totally <laughs> <Exactly>. different scenes <laughs> but so yeah i'm so glad to be back i like i said i've missed this i missed my people miss talking erp i can't wait to um get back to con season and seeing people out in the wild again um 
I had a little glimpse of uh, seeing some of my people for my birthday. We had a surprise birthday weekend with all my geeks. Um, and it just like reminded me of how much I miss like seeing Erpers physically. Oh, absolutely. And it's been nice um, folks, if you're not on Twitter or if you're not following, you know, the wine owner pod on Twitter, it's been nice too with folks asking me to retweet um, for folks who are setting up meetups, which mm -hmm. for pre-pandemic were like the cornerstone of the Erpers things. And now that life's getting a little more normal in most places, um, it's great to see folks starting to do, especially with spring and summer and better weather to be able to get around, you know, certainly cons, but also just Erpers meeting up in the UK and in the US and at different spots. Because um, I mean, that's a cornerstone of, of what helped to build the fandom, certainly in the first couple of years. So it's great to see folks doing it again. So if you are someone who's in a certain part of the country or area, um, you know, uh, if you're thinking about uh, or wanting to see other folks in your area, don't hesitate to reach out on social media if you're looking for, because I retweet those all the time, folks saying, I'm looking for other rappers in X, might be a certain state or city or region. You know, why not throw it out there? And you can find some other folks like you said, Anne. it's nothing like it when you get a chance to sit down with friends. Yeah. And, and um, right now, uh, Jill and Lindsay have been doing their like sweet 16 brackets with um, mm -hmm. the yes. different matchups, uh, you know, scenes from the show, which has been so fun, so painful at times. Like, seriously, <laughs> you're making me decide between these two. Are you crazy? Um but I love it. It just it makes me like miss so many of those things we've done with voting over the past years and just like all the all the fun, creative things people come up with to like keep us refreshed and thinking about the show. Yeah. And it's been fun for me. One of the things, again, if you follow on social media, you know, I like to celebrate the anniversaries of the air dates of episodes um, by posting you know, when those happen and the way that the airings have always occurred or always occurred uh, up through season four uh, for sci-fi, it's between March and, and uh, September. Mm -hmm. So we're just getting into that time of the year when I get to start resharing those. And it's always great when folks jump in and mention uh, this was the first one I live tweeted or this was one, one of my favorites or, or this one did this for me. It's, it's great to see that folks bouncing off each other and bouncing off that and and it's always a lot of fun when i get to do those so um you know we're currently right now got some anniversary for the back half of season four and then pretty soon we're going to jump into the season one uh anniversary dates in april and then come the summer we'll have a couple of different seasons going on yeah. at the same time so that's when it's a lot of fun i really love doing those yeah i was just thinking of that how um April 1st is coming up and that's the, the premiere date anniversary. Yep. Um, and just like the ones you've posted lately, I can't believe like it's been two years since some of the season four things have aired. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been even longer for some of the others, you know, you go way farther back. So like for you, like, I can't believe it's been six years. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe it's been two. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was maybe about a week ago when I actually shared my first, the anniversary of my first ever tweet about Winona Earp when I watched the very first screener. Yeah. Um, you know, that was pretty cool. And looking at that thread and seeing that both Mel and Emily you know, responded to it within a very short period of time, mm -hmm. um, long before the you know show hadn't even aired. And just, again, that sense of community was just starting up right from the get-go. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool that so much of it is obtainable to um, to look back on. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Wherever you might've come in, it doesn't really matter. In fact, you're here is what's important, but it's, it's fun to be able to look at some of those and have other folks share their um, view of it. Speaking of cons, we've got Herb Division Expo coming up in Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, There are still tickets available for that. And I know they're going to be having some more announcements coming out and there'll be, um, you know, photo ops and all kinds of things you can buy. And that's um, going to be July 7th through the 9th, um, 2023. And uh, I will be moderating at that one along with Jill from Nedley's office and um, Kat Crimmins. So I'm excited to do that with those three again. Um, and then you and I will be together at Erp Fusion UK in Manchester. That's August 11th through the 13th, 2023. Yep. Looking forward to you and I to working out our plans between us to moderate all the panels and, and have some fun there. That should be a blast. going to be great to get a chance to see many of the herpers from, from over that side of the world and, and always have a blast when I've been over in the UK for herp stuff. So can't wait. So, so get your tickets. If you're able to go to any of those conventions, um, keep your eyes out uh, when those happen, people will be posting stuff um, while they're there. If you're not able to go, but there's, it's, it's always fun when anything happens. I know that, um, there's some uh, other multi-fandom conventions that are coming up that some of the cast are going to be at. It's just even when you're not at them, things happening on Twitter, right? You see people posting things. So you can keep your eye out and live vicariously through everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Like you said, a couple of the conventions have got, uh, you know, some cast members who are able to make it or Emily. So it's a great chance. I know some folks are very excited for one in Richmond to the chance to see some herpers, some of the cast. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Even if you can't make them, the fact that folks share so much on social media is greatly appreciated for those of us who can't be there. So yeah. And I just supporting love seeing, each other, seeing people together. Like when I see that there's, you know, an, an, a nice handful of herpers who have reconnected, who haven't seen each other for a while. I've seen that too. So Yeah. Yeah. It's great stuff. Um, so yeah. So until next time, um, you know, make sure you follow us on Twitter at herpology underscore pod. You can also email us if you want to get a hold of us at herpologypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at herpologypodcast.com. And um, yeah, you can either leave us a voicemail through there or you can always DM us uh, on Twitter. But we're, you know where to find us. Yeah, yeah, we enjoy the community side of it, folks. It's so great to be back doing these again. Hopefully be on a more regular schedule here having fun and looking forward to hearing from you folks good to see you again kevin no great to see you and this is so much fun (laughs) yeah all right until next time bye take care all oh that felt good kev yes it just feels good Feeds my soul. That's exactly.